0: Welcome everyone to the second episode of In a Nutshell, the fortnightly webinar hosted by Natural Gas World, where we look at the global news and trends for the gas industry. My name is Joseph Murphy, I'm joined by my colleague William Powell today, and we also have with us representatives from the Gas Exporting Countries Forum. And the title of our webinar today is Prospects of Natural Gas in the New Energy Outlook greening natural gas. So firstly, uh, to start off with a little bit about the GCF, uh, it is a Doha-based international organization with 20 uh, members that serves as a gathering of the world's leading gas exporters. As an energy association, its members in strengthening global energy security and meeting the world's growing energy demand. Uh, GECF also provides scientific insight into the gas industry, the state of the gas industry and its trends. Uh, so, us, our panelists today are um, His Excellency Yuri Centurin, the Secretary General of the GECF. Hello. Uh,
1: good afternoon. Welcome, everybody.
0: Uh, I also have with us today Dmitry Sokolov. Uh, the head of GCF's Energy, Economics and Forecasting uh, Department. Hello. 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 And finally, we have Sid Ahmed Hamdani, the uh, an Energy Environment and Policy Analyst at that department. Hi there.
2: Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you.
0: So, uh, I thought we'd start off, um, if we could start off with uh, you, Your Excellency. Um, so on june 5th we had the world environment day that was celebrated globally uh, this provides us with a good opportunity to discuss the role that natural gas uh is having in energy transitions today um and to start off with could you maybe brief us on gas's potential as regards to uh environmental protection and sustainability and what is the forum secretariat doing in order to reinforce and consolidate the organization's capacities in meeting challenges posed by uh, climate change Mm
1: Uh, Thanks, Joseph, uh, for giving me a floor. But uh, before I start, first of all, I would like to offer sincere appreciation uh, for our long-term partners, uh, Natural Gas World uh, for this opportunity to keep up uh, providing data and analytics-based insights as regards to the uh, current situation of the uh, natural gas uh, markets. Uh, as you already mentioned, uh, since its uh, inception uh, in early 2000, uh, our organization, which is today's is an alliance, Uh, is a coalition of 20 member countries uh, jointly controlling 72% of uh, proven natural gas reserves, as well as uh, 46% of its marketed production, I mean natural gas marketed production, and 55% of pipeline and uh, 61% of LNG exports across the globe. Uh, So our organization, since its uh, establishment, uh, has been tirelessly accomplishing uh, the goals, uh, we call them uh, strategic Objectives posed by our member countries. So, uh, the Forum's mission uh, is built on sustainable, efficient, and environmentally conscious development and utilization of the natural gas reserves. So this is our uh, priority objection, our mission. And uh, as already mentioned, uh, we have been tirelessly uh, accomplishing uh, this uh, goal. Uh, Of course, uh, I would like to say that uh, totally, in general, general, we have got uh, five strategic objectives. Uh, All of them are enshrined in our long-term strategy. And um, uh, specifically in connection with the recent celebration uh, of the uh, World uh, Environment uh, uh, Day, uh, I would like to emphasize now Uh, One of uh, the priorities, uh, I would like to cite it uh, as it is uh, stipulated in our long-term strategy. Uh, That is uh, our priority objectives is to contribute to meeting future world energy needs, ensuring global sustainable development and responding to environmental concerns, in particular with regard to climate change. Uh, So, I would like to say that uh, permanently uh, on different levels inside our organization we try uh, to reaffirm and reconfirm the mentioned objective uh, and uh, this is one of our values, I I can say. And recently as a sample, uh, it was uh, last November, last year November in Malabo, the capital of Equatorial Guinea. Equatorial Guinea is considered to be one of our key member countries from African continent. Uh, we had uh, we uh, held uh, the fifth uh, summit uh, of uh, our organization on the level of heads of state and uh, government, and uh, uh, as uh, the result of the a multifaceted uh, discussion devoted to the uh, most acute uh, issues of uh, the uh, world energy markets and gas markets specifically, our leaders uh, adopted unanimously the Malabo Declaration, which stresses the essential role of natural gas in the attainment of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. And particularly, uh, I would like to say about goal number seven, Uh, That is, uh, uh, we talked, discussed and uh, unanimously reaffirmed the environmentally friendly, affordable, reliable, accessible and flexible uh, nature of natural gas uh, for ensuring economic, economic development and social progress. I would like to emphasize specifically that never stepping back of uh, this belief that natural gas is a destination point, uh, the Gas Exporting Countries Forum has been consistently engaging with the foremost international environmental platforms to advocate the essential role of this source uh, in achieving a lower carbon energy system. And um, uh, as you uh, mentioned, uh, what we are doing uh, at that direction, I would like to say that, first of all, uh, we try to formalize our standpoint in uh, this field, and uh, we uh, started the process and obtained uh, the status, a very important status for us, uh, that is a permanent observer to the United Nations Framework Convention upon climate change. Uh, so, as well as uh, we uh, now Uh, participate uh, as a permanent expert expert organization within the framework of uh, G20, Group 20 Ministerial Meeting uh, on Energy uh, Transitions and uh, Global Environment uh, for Sustainable Growth. So resuming, uh, due to the mentioned activities, uh, we became a part of International Climate Dialogue, a permanent uh, part of uh, uh, International Climate Dialogue. So, uh, uh, I would like uh, to say that in order to highlight, to stipulate our standpoints and our insights in this direction, uh, we worked out uh, the whole variety of uh, instruments and uh, specific tools. Uh, First of all, I would like to underscore and I hope that my colleagues uh, will add and. uh, uh, make uh, some more clarification upon this call. Uh, we are based on the global gas model. That is a unique uh, uh, facility uh, we are possessing for the time being, uh, which has been um, developed uh, with, uh, uh, on the basis of huge investments uh, made by all our member countries. And uh, for the time being, that is uh, from my point of view, an important detail, uh, this global gas model is based on some elements of artificial intelligence, and uh, this is completely digitalized you <laughs> Uh, utility which is used uh, by our experts uh, to uh, forecast uh, the further developments of uh, energy markets uh, in whole, in general, and uh, in particular, uh, natural gas markets. So, uh, due to the mentioned uh, model, we are able to produce one of our flagship uh, publications or deliverables, which is called Global Gas Outlook, with the horizon of forecasting up to 2050. And that uh, that, uh, that, uh, horizon of forecasting for the first time we uh, published uh, uh, early this year in February 2020 here in Doha uh, in Qatar. So uh, the mentioned uh, global gas outlook uh, represents an impartial view on gas market evaluation by highlighting uh, the most likely developments in the medium and long term. So, and uh, the colleagues I invited uh, today to participate in our dialogue and our discussions the ones uh, who are responsible directly uh, for this uh, type of work inside the GCF secretariat. Um, I would like to uh, name a few features uh, of uh, paramount significance from my point of view in connection with the uh, 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 mentioned landmark milestone publication of GCF. Uh, First of all, for the first time. Uh, We studied uh, different alternative scenarios, Uh, so uh, the pragmatic and feasible carbon mitigation pathways uh, that support an accelerated transition towards uh, low carbon energy systems. Uh, We assess uh, the effects of strengthened carbon mitigation policies adopted and pursued by different countries and larger technology advancements uh, for some key technologies, specifically uh, the hydrogen-related ones. You mentioned about greening uh, technologies, uh, greening natural gas uh, role. Uh, So I would like to stress specifically the utilization of natural gas as a basic resource uh, to produce uh, hydrogen. We call this uh, hydrogen blue one, uh, as it is based uh, in its production on the natural gas resources. So I would like to say that uh, due to that uh, opportunity, uh, feature credentials of natural gas, uh, we hope uh, that uh, the contribution of natural gas in the primary energy mix can be even up to 29% by 2050. Uh, for, for, for the time being, uh, I, just, I would like just to remind you uh, the part, uh, the share of natural gas in global energy mix is approximately 23%. In compliance with our calculations, uh, we hope that uh, uh, natural gas will be the only hydrocarbon resource uh, which will increase its share in the energy global energy mix up to 26%. Due to the utilization of natural gas as a source for the production of hydrogen, blue hydrogen this share uh, can be uh, more than uh, the uh, limit I've mentioned about Uh, so as well as I would like to mention another uh, tool or instrument uh, which is uh, started uh, widely using by our member countries uh, that is uh, recently established the gas research Institute so it was unanimous decision of our member countries uh, in compliance with the uh, new requirements uh, and uh, new challenges uh, Uh, To preserve uh, environment, to preserve nature, and uh, so uh, our member countries decided a few years ago, recently I can say, to establish set up a new global gas research institute with a location in Algiers, uh, in Algeria. So, uh, all of our member countries submitted uh, for the uh, scientific uh, committee, uh, uh, um, uh, specially uh, set up uh, to consider and to study uh, new uh, ideas uh, for research works. Uh, So, our member countries submitted 29 uh, different uh, ideas, different concepts for for, uh, studying, for researching. And uh, through the mentioned scientific committee, we selected uh, three of them as a first batch. I would like to say specifically that one of the projects uh, submitted for research, that is uh, the one uh, connected with flaring gas. How to uh, struggle, how to work, how to deal with flaring and gas and how to preserve uh, the environmental. As well as uh, recently, on the basis of uh, some advancements and achievements made by our member countries, uh, we worked out a a special initiative. We triggered a special initiative which is called uh, Environmental Knowledge and Solutions Framework Initiative. So this is uh, a composition of uh, specific and concrete actions uh, which are going to be undertaken by our member countries to achieve uh, the Uh, goals of uh, Paris Agreement and uh, the uh, goals uh, highlighting and stipulating in the international documents upon this call. Speaking about uh, this uh, current uh, situation, because uh, we cannot ignore uh, the coronavirus uh, pandemic, uh, 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 the outbreak of the novel coronavirus, of course, impacted drastically all these uh, processes. I would like to say that in spite of that, in spite of uh, the world and industries uh, entered uh, the uncharted uh, waters, uh, we are trying to navigate uh, through the period of uncertainty, uh, understanding uh, the crucial role of uh, natural gas, uh, which is uh, uh, playing uh, under all these unprecedented circumstances uh, in our inevitable uh, pathway towards uh, the lower carbon economy. I would like to uh, stress specifically that uh, our member countries consider all these uh, tools and instruments uh, as useful and uh, inevitable and fruitful for them. Uh, to support their businesses and to meet uh, these new uncertain challenges and uh, specifically climate challenges. That was uh, the usual, the general, not usual, the general, the common information about GCF, about GCF activities and about our priorities uh, connected uh, with the environment and uh, with uh, the protection of nature.
0: Great. Thank you very much for that um, very expansive introduction to what uh, GSCF is, is doing uh, in terms of uh, cooperation and also uh, uh, the insight into the outlook for gas. And uh, very interesting, uh, the topics you discussed about how to make gas cleaner. And uh, you talked about hydrogen. You talked about um, efforts to uh, uh reduce flaring um and yeah very interesting to to hear that that you see um gas as a as the destination fuel um i think you said uh you expected it to have a 29 percent uh, share in the in the energy mix by 2050 exactly That's very interesting um there's quite a few uh points uh, i'd like to come back to but Um, for now um, can I move to uh, Dimitri. Um, So how do you see the link between natural gas and sustainable development?
3: Yes uh, Joseph uh, again uh, thank you very much for inviting for this panel and of course uh, we definitely as a GCF uh, we help uh, to member countries to deliver the answer to this uh, key question on different political commitments. Uh, Definitely, we see the natural gas as a backbone of low carbon uh, energy system of the future. In uh, Outlook, which uh, his Excellency Secretary General mentioned, uh, we published early this year, this message that uh, natural gas is going to have a characteristic of uh, not a transition, but destination fuel is clearly uh, supported with the numbers. And uh, GCF basically uh, the only one international organization who supports in its study this message. Uh, Again, uh, I would like to say that uh, GCF is quite a new uh, agency and a new organization on uh, international energy uh, uh, field. Uh, we start uh, looking into the future in 2017 when we start this um, global gas model exercise. So we start uh, p- a regular publication of our global gas outlook. And what we see and the main uh, challenge for natural gas to achieve the figures, uh, His Excellency mentioned, uh, we see uh, that uh, natural gas will be number one uh, Uh, source of energy in uh, primary energy mix. It's uh, overcome coal, it's overcome oil uh, and take uh, really uh, position it uh, deserves to be. Uh, However, challenges, uh, and this uh, mainly uh, how natural gas will meet uh, global uh, environment expectation and address it. Uh, basically, uh, the request of a uh, modern society and society is now quite requesting uh, uh, for low carbon development. So in our outlook, we see that definitely uh, natural gas uh, should uh, be the source which uh, effectively uh, meets this expectation and uh, gives the answers. Uh, of course, uh, in our activities, we uh, started uh, to uh, work very closely with all international uh, agencies, starting from United Nations. We definitely see that uh, statement which was given by Secretary-General of the United Nations last year that we are not on track uh, with the uh, Sustainable Development uh, Goals agenda, and we definitely need uh, to use uh, this decade Uh, for more actions. And uh, the key of actions is uh, also uh, referred to GCF. Uh, And of course, the action should be started from uh, uh, agency itself, from institutions and uh, GCF. We definitely see more effective institution. I should say that I brought uh, our book. So even uh, if you take uh, the cover, you immediately see uh, environmental credentials. Even, of course, we have a special uh, uh, website uh, for Outlook. But again, people who prefer to read the book, you will get a book which is uh, published with environmental credential using uh, special ink uh, with recycled paper. So this is, we start from the beginning. Uh, We participate uh, as a uh, forum in all local uh, Qatar environmental activities, including environmental days. And uh, uh, another important, we see the uh, importance of better use of data for natural gas and how we uh, uh, interpretate and uh, deliver the message using this data. Again, uh, GCF is working very hard on uh, companies, uh, we start the process on uh, publishing uh, annual statistical ability. And again, we uh, with the data showing the importance of natural gas in uh, the sustainable development. And of course, uh, technology and innovation, Secretary General already mentioned uh, about uh, Gas Research Institute. From our side, we definitely see a lot of uh, uh, improvements, uh, for example, in uh, uh, Nissan, uh issue, how the data innovations can help uh, to bring natural gas uh, uh, in more environmental uh, and sustainable way to the consumer. Uh, to summarize, again, uh, we see that uh, natural gas uh, for the next uh, decades is going to have a central role in uh, energy systems. Uh, we definitely see the uh, responsible actions, uh, including by GCF member countries, allow us to see uh, that uh, the coming decades will be uh, without a major energy crisis. Uh, we definitely see the responsible attitude of all suppliers. And again, uh, the only important challenge, uh, and uh, again, in Secretariat, we do a lot on uh, this development, is to establish a productive dialogue with all uh, consumers, and uh, especially in uh, terms of uh, uh, dialogue with the regulators in that uh, uh, countries. Uh, So this is, in general, our view. Again, we definitely see the natural gas as uh, Uh, black backbone of uh, energy transition. Thank you, yes. And
0: uh, of course, to to truly understand uh, in which direction the energy uh, mix is going, uh, you need a data-driven approach. Um, If I could turn to you now, uh, Sid, um, could you introduce to our audience uh, the GCF's Environmental Knowledge and Solutions Framework initiative,
2: more in detail. Yeah, th- thank you very much, uh, Joseph. Uh, thank you uh, for giving me this opportunity to uh, to talk on the, the GCF uh, uh, Environmental Knowledge and Solution Framework. Uh, so, uh, as we call it EKS framework. Uh, so, it's uh, an initiative that uh, which is led by the GCF Secretariat as a response to the increasing environmental challenges. Uh, faced by uh, by gas producers and gas, gas exporters. So uh, what is the, the objective or, of, of this uh, initiative? First is to uh, create a supportive uh, framework uh, that allows member countries of the organization to promote and strengthen the sustainable image of natural gas. Uh, second is, is to share the best practices between member countries uh, on uh, how to deal with environmental uh, issues and also build capabilities and establish research collaboration uh, between GCF and different actors and different organizations on environmental uh, environmental related topics. So these are the main objectives. Uh, What we are considering now, we are are considering a set of actions. Uh, We have identified 12 actions uh, that allows to to, to deal with different environmental challenges. These actions include. Uh, reinforcement of research activities, of studies, uh, cooperation with different organizations. Uh, we have joint joint uh, studies program. Uh, also, uh, we uh, are establishing a platform of co- interaction uh, between GCF member countries, uh, experts, uh, improving communication and dialogue, even at high level dialogue. Uh, GCF, as His Excellency mentioned, is part of the uh, UNFCC and is uh, leveraging this, this uh, status uh, as of, of, of server in order to, to, to promote uh, messages that, that uh, support the environmental and sustainable advantages of natural gas. Uh, and also we uh, try to organize different events, different workshops on the environmental uh, issues. Just I would like to uh, point out three main actions that we uh, are uh, initiating or establishing in the framework of this uh, EKS initiative. Uh, first of all, uh let's start with studies and research research activities so the the gcf secretariat has initiated several studies uh elaborate studies and reports on the environmental and sustainable advantages of natural gas Uh, there is a recent study which has been established on the link between uh, gas and sustainable development in our view sustainable development is more than climate change mitigation is it needs to to incorporate other uh, sustainability criteria including energy access uh, availability uh, uh, affordability of, 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 of energy supply competitiveness and also even cooperation uh, cooperation between different energy stakeholders so these criteria mean uh, uh, allowed to to, to to build this this framework that highlights the link between energy and, and sustainability uh, and uh, uh, what we uh, what we uh, want also to, to say is that uh, we are basing on our modern capabilities. Uh, his the General mentioned it, the uh, G- GGM, the Global Gas Model, uh, and this modelling capability allows us to to, to develop uh, scenario analysis. Uh, And uh, one of the uh, main analysis that we we performed in in the secretariat is uh, the carbon mitigation scenario, for example, which is a policy-oriented scenario, and we we want through this scenario to to investigate the role of gas in mitigating emissions. Uh, We have also hydrogen scenario, uh, which has been developed in order to 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 assess the decarbonizing role of hydrogen in in, in, uh, hydrogen, especially blue hydrogen, which is a gas-based hydrogen. Uh, and what we, what we, uh, our, our, our assessment is that, considering the, 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 the policy and also technology uh, developments, uh, natural gas can, can, can achieve progress in, 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 the primary energy mix and also can, can uh, support uh, mitigation of emissions. Natural gas in alternative scenario can reach uh, lot, uh, around 29 percent, 29 percent in the alternative scenario of the, of the GCS. This is our, our assessment. Uh, we have also. Th- a program of studies with different organizations on different topics, uh, for example, on the complementarity between renewables and natural gas, which is an important topic. So we see that uh, there is a uh, uh, real synergy between, between, between gas and, and, and renewables, and we want to to, 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 to investigate further these, these synergies. Uh, also, uh, there are other studies on the uh, potential of co to gas switching, especially in Asia. Uh, Asia-Pacific is a uh, focus area of, of the GCF, and also the role of, of, of gas in mitigating emission in the transportation sector also. Uh, especially in this context where the, the, the gas prices are, are affordable and are, are competitive. So there is a potential in, in the tra- transportation sector. So uh, these studies, uh, I mean, one of the uh, outcomes of this study is to to, to provide uh, policy recommendations for the member countries. Uh, I mean, we, we 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 want to to, to translate the, the the results and outcome of these studies into into actions from the member countries, and this is uh, our aim. This is the, the, the first action we, we 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 try to 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 perform in the context of this uh, EKS framework. There are also other actions, for example, dialogue uh, with stakeholders and communication, especially at high level dialogue. What uh, we observe, we observe that 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 uh, natural gas or, or the there is a lot of a lot of misunderstanding of the role of natural gas in meeting sustainability challenges. And and and, and uh, through this framework, so there is a lot of actions, uh, communication actions in order to promote uh, this and, and try to, to deal with uh, misunderstandings, try to understand what are the, the key challenges and how, what are the key responses that we can, uh, I mean, as GCF, together with different uh, Countries, I mean, consuming countries, policy-making countries, how we can uh, deal with the challenges and and bring the, the right the right responses. So this is the second uh, action. There is also other actions. For example, methane emissions. So also uh, we, we propose to to to. Uh, deal with with methane emissions uh, by improving data for example uh, accuracy by sharing best practices between between uh, the member countries in terms of uh, of uh, reducing methane emissions just i would like to highlight that uh, uh, companies from the member countries uh, have uh, already initiated Uh, Actions in in, uh, dealing with methane emissions. uh, And and they signed some companies, like, for example, Qatar Qatar Petroleum or even Gazprom, they signed a guiding principle to reduce methane emissions, and they are developing uh, practices in order to to deal with this this, uh, uh, issue. So these are the three main actions that we are uh, uh, developing in the context of this uh, uh, EKS uh, framework.
0: Thank you, well. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Very interesting. Um, so now we will move the conversation into a more, uh, the webinar into more of a, a discussion of some of the topics we've um, uh, looked at. Um, so uh, quite a few times we times we've mentioned uh, uh, the role that uh, blue hydrogen could potentially play. Uh, There are other other types of hydrogen, of course, Uh, green hydrogen, grey hydrogen. What what, what does, can you just walk uh, walk us through what exactly is meant by blue hydrogen um, and how how it offers uh, certain benefits that other types of hydrogen don't? Um, uh, Who would like to field that one?
1: Uh, so uh, if you don't mind i would start uh, from the sure, for uh, yes. these questions uh, so uh, we stress specifically upon uh, this opportunity for the ones uh, who produce natural gas because uh, from our point of view natural gas is a natural resource uh, for the production for producing uh, blue hydrogen why this hydrogen is called blue because it is produced with the usage of methane methane that is uh, the natural gas and uh, we shouldn't forget uh, that uh, if we produce hydrogen with the usage of methane uh, there's another the so-called by-product or collateral product which can be used by the industry and by by uh, by the community i'm talking about carbon uh, we maybe uh, got accustomed uh, to criticize carbon uh, we are talking a lot about uh, low carbon economy low carbon energy and so on so forth, but we shouldn't forget uh, that, uh, forget that uh, carbon is a uh, useful an instrumental product which is used widely uh, by different branches of economy and by community itself. Uh, so this is byproduct, uh, can be efficiently uh, captured and uh, stored, and after that used as a very useful uh, industrial, uh, deliverable industrial product. So, uh, resuming, uh, there are two pluses or two advantages uh, producing hydrogen with the usage of, of methane, uh, that is uh, high pure, pure, uh, uh, hydrogen with a high purity. And on the second uh, uh, step, on the second phase, uh, that is uh, the obtaining of uh, some amounts of uh, carbon which can be used uh, by the industry itself and uh, by the community. On the other hand, uh, I would like to say that uh, natural gas, methane, is uh, one of uh, the most abundant, uh, ample, uh, natural resources, widely, uh, res- widely uh, met uh, in different uh, corners of the world, everywhere, I can say. And uh, this is uh, the very rich basis for the production of uh, hydrogen. And uh, uh, one more uh, advantage I would like to say about, uh, that is uh, the advanced technologies already uh, used uh, to produce hydrogen on the basis of natural gas. I am talking about uh, the uh, steam reforming uh, that is used widely and uh, this technology is, uh, um, uh, I can say, worked out and used for for some period of time and uh, can be considered as a um, adopted uh, technology Uh, all the mentioned uh, advantages uh, the credentials of natural gas uh, the purity of the final product hydrogen uh, the uh, uh, existence of the byproduct uh, that is carbon as well as uh, the existing technology the mix of these advantages from my point of view uh, makes uh, this pathway as one of the most promising uh, uh, when we speak about blue hydrogen, may I may I ask a question
4: regarding the uh, your visions for gas growth? You say it could go about six percentage points from 23 of the total energy mix to 29. I, I'm wondering if that's that's a global figure, obviously. I mean, there's a lot of talk in Europe about demand uncertainty as we move towards electrons. And away from molecules, or we seek to find ways of replacing methane with uh, electrons, whereas those concerns are less I- important in uh, in Asia, particularly in China and India where price is always the, the key thing for them. I was wondering how you saw the, the very low price of gas now uh, as an obstacle or a promotion of gas as a way of, of allowing people to expensive things to it such as turn it into uh, blue hydrogen uh, it, it, to subsidize the cost of ccs uh, and whether you have discussions with uh, europe and other another global uh, well other uh, uh, regional uh, uh, authorities on a proper high carbon price that makes all these other things affordable particularly uh, in industrialization of or hyd- yeah industrialization of uh, with hydrogen steel and so on
1: thank you Uh, So, uh, uh, frankly speaking, I would like to say that uh, that is a question on the other hand uh, that is a statement of yours. And, uh, of course, uh, speaking about uh, price and uh, existing and current uh, level of prices, uh, this is uh, another uh, advantage of uh, uh, this hydrocarbon. We are talking about natural gas Uh, due to that uh, this resource and this source of energy uh, becomes uh, more uh, affordable and more accessible for the people and for the communities. Uh, I would like to remind you, I mentioned about uh, that, United Nations uh, uh, goals and uh, uh, so, so, so I would like to say again about goal number seven, uh, that is to ensure the access uh, to the affordable uh, sources of energy for everywhere and modern sources of, uh, uh, sources of energy for everywhere. Uh, on the other hand, Uh, uh, I would like to say that uh, the current uh, uh, level of prices uh, for natural gas is a a matter of some special concern for all gas producers because because, uh, prices uh, don't exist uh, separately from the Uh, development uh, uh, concerns of uh, industries and natural gas industry itself. Uh, The ones uh, who produce, uh, produces natural gas, who exports natural gas, uh, the ones uh, they are uh, they need uh, to have uh, uh, the appropriate revenues, uh, cash flow, in order to ensure uh, the further investments and uh, into the uh, development, ex- exploration, exploitation, and further development of uh, uh, of the production of uh, natural gas. All these subjects are interconnected with each other. Uh, fortunately, uh, fortunately, I would like to say that uh, the. Uh, majority of uh, natural gas supply contracts are based on the oil indexation and oil products indexation. On the other hand, uh, we witnessed recently that uh, the prices for oil also uh, went uh, down unfortunately and uh, gas producers will feel and will Meet will confront uh, these problems uh, just uh, in a few months because uh, there's at the time a difference between uh, these consequences, uh, oil prices and natural gas prices. So uh, our member countries, our community uh, reconfirms uh, in our Malabo declaration that uh, natural gas producers are keenly interested in the so-called fair prices uh, for natural gas. Uh, enabling them uh, to ensure the relevant uh, amount of investments and uh, uh, appropriate amount of uh, capital needed uh, for the smooth uh, development of gas industries. And I would like to underscore that specifically uh, for the sustainable and resilient, resilient supply of natural gas for our valuable consumers, customers. So all these uh, procedures are very interconnected. That's why recently uh, I witnessed uh, the talks, uh, the conversation started uh, by stakeholders, uh, by uh, among uh, the ones uh, who are interested in energy issues uh, about new role uh, of uh, Gas Exporting Countries Forum. Uh, that is uh, the role of regulation of prices, uh, the role of uh, um, uh, being more regulator than it is for the time being on energy markets. Of course, uh, our organization has been established on the basis of uh, coordination of energy policies amongst our member countries uh, with the uh, principle of observing uh, the sovereign rights of our member countries upon their natural gas resources uh, without any interference, without any meddling into their sovereign rights to utilize their own natural gas resources. But uh, new times, new challenges, we are meeting right now. We are required to meet right now, uh, poses, uh, pose, pose new questions, new issues in front of us. Uh, so on, um, uh, we've got uh, regular meetings of our ruling bodies. Uh, one of our ruling bodies is called ministerial meeting. On annual basis, we've got ministerial meetings. And uh, one of the subjects, which is uh, discussed uh, by our ministers uh, that is uh, the ones uh, connected to the sustainability of uh, natural gas markets uh, this year in November uh, there's a regular ministerial meeting which is going to be held in Algeria I'm pretty sure there's no doubt our ministers will discuss uh, the matters which we, dis- we are discussing right now and yeah, uh, of course you're welcome. Sorry sorry to
4: to button your Excellency, but I think this is a very interesting time because when the GECF was set up, there were people saying, oh, it would be like a a gas OPEC. But of course, other people pointed out, no, it can't be a gas OPEC because you have long-term contracts, you have minimal annual deliveries, you have odd indexation. There's no way you can simply arbitrarily not produce uh, LNG. However, we've now reached a point where people want spot lng not long-term lng and this sort of puts the ball back if you like into the hands of producers like yourselves if you have the flexibility upstream you're able to more closely tailor the supply uh, to the demand and the second Mm -hmm. point i'd like to make is very quickly people countries like china have made a very successful business from playing off all the different options to them. They have pipeline That's gas from Central Asia, from Myanmar, they have LNG, and they are very, very cunning kind of negotiators. Maybe if the GECF were to act a bit more coherently, there would be a different situation.
1: Uh, how, do, William, how do you say about that? William, you are completely right. Uh, on the other hand, I would like to say that from the very beginning, when we started called or named as uh, Gas APEC, uh, we tried uh, to. Uh, um, to uh, I can say uh, to say our standpoints upon uh, this call, and uh, we uh, confirmed from the very beginning that uh, GCF is not an APEC is not like APEC because we uh, didn't regulate and uh, we are not regulating uh, gas markets and uh, energy markets at all. Uh, one of our priorities uh, that is uh, to equip our member countries uh, with a precise and definite. Uh, uh, i can say uh, understanding that information about uh, the current status and further developments of energy markets Uh, on the other hand uh, uh, you mentioned about lng you mentioned about uh, some new requirements and some new challenges Uh, posed uh, by the uh, current situation. I would like to say uh, Mr. Sokolov, a friend of mine, he mentioned uh, when he he, uh, made his statement about uh, the importance of uh, permanent uh, and uh, interrupted uh, dialogue between producers and consumers. So uh, this is one of our core values. Uh, We uh, are strong supporters of uh, permanent dialogue between producers and consumers. Uh, as uh, we are completely, uh, mm, uh, uh, I can say, determined uh, that uh, the uh, market uh, that is uh, the product of a compromise between producers and consumers. Producers uh, uh, cannot exist without consumers. Consumers cannot exist without uh, producers and uh, through dialogue uh, we can uh, obtain uh, the proper uh, situation on energy markets and natural gas markets uh, just uh, taking into account concerns of both sides will uh, able to build to construct uh, uh, the proper market thank you very much thank you very much your excellency
0: um i had Another point. Um, So, uh, you mentioned uh, the uh, indexation between um, uh, gas supply contracts and oil, and we've seen uh, more and more gas get sold over the years uh, on a spot basis and not not based on the oil price. So, you've seen that uh, relationship between the gas price and the oil price uh, slowly becoming uh, weaker. Um, And maybe you'd like to comment on this. Maybe uh, Sid or Dimitri, you would also like to comment on this. Uh, How how do you see that relationship uh, moving forward? Uh, Do you see it weak? Presumably, you see it weakening further? I mean, what's your comment on that?
1: Um, so speaking about uh, this specific item, I would like to say that um, uh, in uh, after uh, the uh, meetings uh, between our leaders and specifically after summits and uh, after the fifth summit, uh, all our community reaffirmed uh, definitely that uh, we are supporters of the uh, oil indexation and oil products indexation, as well as long term contracts. Why we reaffirmed this principle and why we call it as one of our core values? Because, uh, due to this uh, principle in uh, pricing mechanism, uh, our producers uh, are, um, uh, they are sure that uh, they will have uh, the Uh, enough amount of uh, further investments, enough uh, uh, cash flow for the development of uh, uh, their producing capacity and uh, their industries. Uh, In spite of that, uh, of course, uh, we are witnessing that, uh, as you mentioned, uh, that is uh, the weakening of relationship between uh, oil indexation and uh, uh, spot prices. And uh, this is one of our concerns. Uh, So, uh, being confident uh, that oil indexation and long-term contracts, uh, that is uh, the best solution for both uh, parties of uh, the market. Uh, Nevertheless, uh, our leading companies, our majors and uh, on governmental bodies, our uh, ministries uh, started uh, uh, as a uh, pilot, uh, as a maiden flight. Uh, some new technologies. As a sample, uh, Gazprom has been uh, mentioned uh, today. So Gazprom started uh, some uh, supplying uh, of natural gas uh, through the electronic burrs in Europe. It's a new uh, step, it's a new action undertaken by Gazprom management in this field. As well as a few the so-called independent producers from our member countries, uh, they started uh, Studying um, uh, these uh, pricing mechanisms, uh, and we've got uh, the same task in front of us to study to study pricing mechanism, to study uh, price index, and uh, so this is uh, uh, one of our core um, commitments uh, in front of our member countries to study comprehensively this situation and uh, to. Uh, make an advice, to make a few pieces of advice, to recommend our member countries uh, what is uh, the most reasonable uh, market uh, behavior, market conduction under these unprecedented circumstances. From my point of view, we are witnessing now uh, some historic uh, milestones and historic changes on, on the markets. Uh, the huge amount of uh, a wave of uh, LNG. Uh, Practically, LNG becomes, from my point of view, a commodity market uh, product as well as uh, new type of contracts, some changes in contracting and some changes in pricing. So uh, we see some, I can say, fundamental changes on the market and uh, um, mission uh, of the GCF to study these fundamental changes and to work out uh, some pragmatic, and practical recommendations for our member countries. I can say that for the time being, we are in the middle, in the depth of uh, these uh, studies. Uh, We haven't finalized them yet, Uh, but uh, uh, I can say that uh, this is our current agenda. Uh, I can't say that we've got uh, the uh, finalized recommendation upon this call. Uh, Speaking about the further weakening Of relationship uh, between uh, in oil indexation and uh, uh, sport prices Uh, of course we can't exclude uh, this further weakening of relationship on the other hand uh, we are still strong supporters of the previous principles I don't like to say or to call them old-school principles but uh, the principles I mentioned about uh, it's uh, too early uh to to bury uh, to bury them from my point of view it's too early i think uh, uh, that is uh, due, to, uh, due to the mentioned principles and the relationships uh, our producers uh, they were guaranteed for further smooth and uh, sustainable development of their branch of industry thank you very much thank
0: you thank you your excellency uh so uh, before I bring this to a close, uh, would anyone else like to comment on some of the issues uh,
3: brought up today? Yes, uh, if you allow, just uh, add uh, additional, uh, Secretary-General mentioned that we look into this uh, price issue quite deeply. And I think again, we are the only agency now who provide uh, quite a detailed uh, analysis with a forecast on uh, all uh, hubs uh, uh, pricing. It's uh, already on our outlook. We look into the development on all regional and definitely we are starting to discuss uh, uh, possibility on creation of the global market for natural gas. Still, it's uh, have uh, some regional uh, qualification. Also, it is very important that uh, this year for Global Gas Outlook, we bring the discussion uh, regarding the uh, carbon, carbon economy, uh, because definitely we see that these days more and more countries, and especially in G20 group, they start uh, to see carbon not as an enemy but as a quite a valuable commodity, and uh, this uh, again brings a very strong uh, perspective for natural gas. Uh, We, as a part of a working group of G20 for Energy Sustainability, uh, provide quite a strong analytic and strong support for the initiative which was uh, discussed under the G20 presidency of uh, Saudi Arabia uh, regarding uh, circular carbon economy uh, platform. And uh, for natural gas, this platform can bring uh, additional impulse Today, we mentioned that in previous uh, outlook, we see that uh, almost 30% of uh, global energy needs will be met by natural gas. uh, If such kind of initiative uh, going to be supported by G20 Club, and it definitely bring us uh, additional inputs for development, natural gas industry. At the same time, as usual, our publication is going to be open for discussion, and we definitely look forward for peer review. Maybe uh, your journal uh, can join us uh, on this process. Uh, we Thank definitely you. enjoy receiving our regular publication. Again, I see some room for discussion, because uh, for example, in your Joseph article, there is, for example, when you talk about Russian energy perspective you have a uh-huh. quite a wide wide gap uh, of forecast uh, 85 million ton or 130 million ton for us as a forecaster right, yeah. for so it means quite a challenging process to build a scenario about this target so again we need to go to countries we need to talk uh, to analysts we need to establish this platform again the wider this platform is going to be the more beneficial for gca but for the whole natural gas industry as well. So again, um, in our process, we try to establish this communication exchange of views. And uh, personally, I much appreciate your initiative. It was a pleasure to talk to you today. Likewise. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to have all of you.
0: So, this has been another episode of In a Nutshell, hosted by Natural Gas World. And once again, I'd like to thank all of our panelists and also, of course, our viewers and listeners. Uh, We look forward to having you again. Thank you. Thanks, David. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.